We have some juicy news that um, we cannot wait till Monday to to talk about this. I don't know what you're talking about, but we are creating backlog right now. We we need content. <laughs> we we need bandwidth, so we're creating content. So we got some backlog for the publishing. I think the topic is more urgent than just the backlog. I think this I know, is something I mean, that we need to talk great. about today. That is true. The topic is absolutely amazing. Following our last episode hey. of the four guaranteed types of content that you can use, we're following our model. So here it is. You ready? Yes. I just wanted to share a lesson on batching. Sometimes it's important to batch your content so you get <laughs> more bandwidth. That, All right, let's that, go. That is correct. All right. Uh, oh, wait, before we go, should we do a long or short intro. Dude, I'm going to do the intro that we have. <laughs> I love the intro that we have. Here we go. We've got some Hey, fresh it's Luis. And this is his brother, Luis. <laughs> Welcome to the Content <laughs> is Profit <laughs> Podcast. And here you're going to get the insight, the capability, and drive to create consistently and increase revenue. <laughs> you hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content, all this while having a great time. The goal of this podcast is simple, entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. Let's go. I'm just going to say people are going to think that we are recording in different locations because you're lagging, bro. And we're in the same actually, place, but you're lagging. I was actually thinking about what happened in the intro last time. I'm like, should I do the white space again? And no. then I started laughing and then you looked at me and then I cracked. If you listen to the previous episode, <laughs> if you haven't listened actually to the previous episode, go back and listen to the intro and then listen to the full episode. <laughs> but on the intro, my brother literally blanks for a second. Why are you telling them I what need, happened? They're not going to go listen now. No, because they need to know. No. They need well, to know. Go, go listen to this episode because it's amazing. Stop, stop. It's spoiling. a great episode. Stop lots spoiling. of value. Lots of value. But today we have an incredible topic as well. What is it about? Because you, you brought this one up. Yes, I brought this one up. This was a piece of information that we're actually uh, discussing on a family dinner the other day. I was like, hmm, this is interesting. And then I got it on my inbox today. It's like from marketing agency to $1.2 billion exit. How this person was able to land this with the marketing and content. And just so you know, I wanna hear your guesses. Who do you think this person is? He was the former people's sexiest man alive. Mm. And we're not talking about the base bros. No, unfortunately. We're talking, unfortunately, we're talking about somebody else. So let us know before you keep listening to the episode. Who do you think this person is? We'll give you a chance as we plug in our social media channels and the podcast. Go ahead, if you're enjoying this, go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform. Hit that bell, download those episodes and let us know what you like, what you don't like and what you want to listen to at Biz Rosco. That is right. And if today's episode helped you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode and leave us five-star review. And of course, don't forget to go to contentisprofit.com if you want to level up your content game and join the Content is Profit family on Facebook. Just so you know, you don't have to remember all this. You can scroll down and there's links to every single thing. Just tap them, join, and be part of the family. Bro, that's not the intro we talked about. I know, you but went long. as I was saying it, I was like, there's a lot There's a lot of things to do, so we're going to make it easy. It's, it's in the description. Just go down there. <laughs> that's right. Uh, guys, this person that we're talking about uh, acquired at a 25% stake this company called Mint Mobile. If you're a user of Mint Mobile, let us know. Have the experience been good or bad or what is it? But um, what happened is like a prepaid, you know, what's Mint? Okay, a prepaid phone plan company that uses T-Mobile's wireless network, right? And earlier this week, T-Mobile announced plans to buy Mint at a $3.35 billion deal. So $1.35 billion deal. 
You said 3.35. Oh. You, you added 2 billion in there like <laughs> okay. it was nothing. Easy peasy. 1.35 billion dollar deal. Still so much money. So T-Mobile CEO Mike Sievert uh, tutored the benefits of Mint's marketing formula, which larger centers about this person who also appeared with Sievert in a video announcing the acquisition. So Ooh. I think by now you should know who this person is, but- Drum roll. Who's the person? Who's the sexiest man on earth? After funds. <laughs> Uh, we're talking about clearly Ryan Reynolds. Hey, let's uh, go. Canadian royalty. Canadian. <laughs> I feel he's like world royalty. Everybody yes. loves Ryan Reynolds. And uh, obviously, like this is super interesting, right? Not just by the fact of the immense amount of money that he just made and, and helped a ton of people, right? But um, it's because a lot of it has been involved just in the marketing formula, right? Like here the article clearly says, and this is taken from uh, the newsletter, The Hustle. Uh, shout out to our friends at The Hustle. Um, it's when they acquired it, Ryan Reynolds, the back, but the backstory is that he has a production company called Maximum Effort, which we'll go in in just a little bit. And part of his value added to these deals is that he brings the, the production company with him and they create these amazing things. So if you actually go to MaximumEffort.com, you're going to see what projects are they working on. And they produce movies all the way from, you know, commercials all the way through, uh, I think it was like Deadpool, uh, Free Guy, uh, Pokemon, like all these different things, right? So pretty awesome. It's a very high-end kind of thing, but again, pretty awesome strategy that they have. So I think it's super interesting that uh, they were able to cash out. I was wondering, like, what is the strategy here? Why did he get this uh, this company? And clearly, do you, you think know, he got it results. with that end in mind? A hundred percent. Yeah, you think he came in like, hey, look, this is the plan. I'm gonna bring my big, massive personality into the business. We're gonna leverage it and get a big, big audience, and then we're just gonna sell this to the biggest network. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, Ryan Reynolds already, you know, was a big actor, right? He knows the world. He knows how to communicate very efficiently. He is funny, right? Like, so he has his unique mechanism. He has so much influence. He has his mechanism, right? Yeah. His influence mechanism, right? And then he has a company on the, on the back end that just, uh, blasts this all over the world, right? In many ways from social media, all the way to big productions, right? And he's like, okay, well, that is how I can add value to this. So if they do that, then the company revenues go up and then they, they can do this move. So same thing with aviation and, uh, and his um, gene company, right? Same thing. They were able to sell a stake of this for $600 million after he acquired this company and did all the marketing. And you'll see, like, it, it, this is pretty interesting, right? Because they cross-pollinate different things. So when they launch Deadpool, the movies... There was a lot of advertising with Aviation Gin inside of the Deadpool movies. Not only inside of the Deadpool movies, but they did YouTube clips promoting the movies with the Aviation Gin uh, placed in there. So all these properties that seem random is owned by the same by the same guys, yeah. and uh, they product place them inside of their own properties, which is awesome, right? So yeah. he's just using all the media to like raise his stake at all these different products. Absolutely. So, um, you know, Reynolds co-founded the production studio Maximum Effort with former 20th Century Fox executive George Dewey in 2018, right? The, they're building a production studio in Canada and they're going to launch their own network inside of Fubo TV. And for those that are not familiar with Fubo TV, um, it's 
kind of like a Netflix, a Hulu type of deal for us. We watch it because all the soccer games are there. Uh, but there are also different different channels that they'd be Yeah, in, I wonder how, how do you categorize that? It's like a channel aggregator. It's like an online channel aggregator because you can watch like NBC Sports and then you can watch those in there, but you also yeah. got like USA. It's like cable 2.0. Yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> it's like cable 2.0. Yeah. It's, it's literally streaming cable which by the way maximum effort owns a stake so um if you click the article there it says that they were able to get 10 million dollars uh in uh in shares of fubo tv with the deal of bringing the network inside of that but clearly why is fubo doing this well if ryan reno comes in all the productions are streaming in their platform there's going to be more users more sales and then it's going to increase the value and then uh everybody gets rich right so it says for unscripted content deal hmm i wonder what what type of show they're going to do yeah well right you know one of the points here is like obviously we all know we've talked about Wrexham fc which is a soccer club that he bought in england or a football club that he bought in england uh there might be an episode that we're gonna dive deep into the content right and the results that they've done but right he wants to do the same with a team in uh in a hockey team in, in canada in venezuela <laughs> <Clearly>. <laughs> a hockey team in venezuela yeah he wants to do the same thing with a hockey team in, in canada and do these docu series about building a new stadium and the relationship with the players and all these things and clearly this is entertaining and they're probably going to bring this into their own network yeah. and exclusive I mean, rights it's interesting to see definitely the power of influence i feel it is so strong on this and don't get me wrong there are definitely lots of lessons that we can learn and implement inside of our business but think about it he and the other guy i forgot his name they bought Wrexham, right the football club in wales 2.5 million by the way uh, yeah and this is like a team in fifth or sixth division it's a fifth, fifth tier fifth division team and they their games are streamed in espn no other team in the fifth tier is being streamed on ESPN, but because of the fact that he got so much attention, obviously, through the docuseries and because it's Ryan Reynolds investing in this team, right? Like, there's so much hype around it I mean, that they have a deal with ESPN. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, not just that, right? Like, his partner there, too, Rob McKinney, um, they're both, like, in in this, like, scene. Rob is less known than Ryan, in, in a sense, and they, they go about it on the show. It's pretty hilarious, but... Again, it's like if they invested 2.5 million, right? Uh, and for reference, like a Premier League club is worth billions, right? If not more. So just it could be a perfect scenario. This team goes up five years in a row, right? It will in be in five years. It could be an investment. In, yeah. in five years, it could be a really good investment. This is depending on obviously I mean, I the think team results. I think it's already a very good investment. They're, yeah, they're first right now in their tier. They're the first or second, one or the other. But I mean, apart from that, right? Uh, they've. They've acquired a bunch of sponsorship deals, right? The 3X increase in season ticket sales and uh, and their social media has blown up. So I I have the exact number. I just don't want to say in right now because that might be just one episode on this specific case study on how content and the, and the power of distribution can do for, for your company. And clearly this is a, it might be an outlier. It might be one of the, those things that happen once in a while, but I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned here, right? We talk a lot about the power of owning your own messaging, right? And this is what Rhino, uh, Ryan did. I, I just combined his name with his last name. <laughs> uh, this is what Ryan did, right? Like he created a production company that can support all these ideas, right? He clearly knows the industry. He partnered with an amazing person, uh, an executive from a, a big network to create this. 
And, uh, and now they have the tools and the skill set to then go on market, right? Put the attention and the eyes into these products that they're buying, right? Rexham, for reference, is the third or the second oldest team in, uh, in, uh, in England, right? Or in Wales at this point, right? But it's, um, you know, the, they haven't gotten so m- this much eyeballs or this many eyeballs. Um, and the reason that happened is because Ryan has put in a conscious effort to do this to increase the value of that company, right? So again, super interesting. I just wanted to come in here and comment this because uh, it's been in our, in, our, in our radar for quite a while. And I think there's some principles that as a company uh, you can take from this and be like, okay, well, if we own our own media side, right? And part of our message is, okay, if you're a media company, you have your capacity, you have your resources. Can you build an internal team to actually, you know, put your content on a rocket ship and take it and, you know, and, and be very creative with it. A lot, what happens in the industry right now is that your company or the companies are focused on, let's say the product, the customer experience, all this, and they see content or uh, the agency work as an external arm of the company. So they go and they hire other people to do the work for them. So then these people come in and they do like the messaging and they work with them. And then th- there's a disconnect, right? Um, and uh, the companies that really grab a lot of tractions are a company that are able to develop their own systems inside of their company to be able to manage this. Just kind of like what Ryan is doing. He's taking it to a whole new level where he's going and he's making these deals and acquiring products and acquiring other, you know, stakes in other people's companies where they plug in their content generating machine and then the value goes up and then he sells. So I think it's a genius move uh, on how to utilize content at a very high level. Yeah. Ryan is impressive. <laughs> You've been reading? What are you reading? I'm reading a whole bunch of things about him. He, this guy is at another level. I still think, though, uh, switch Ryan Reynolds for a well-known, you know, actor, well-known person, but not at Ryan's level, with the same exact, you know, resources than he has, I still think they wouldn't be able to do the same just because of his level of influence, which is amazing. Uh, but at the same time, his understanding of media, like you were saying, he knows so much about the media world um, that at the end of the day, I think that's the value. I'm sure we I haven't mean, seen like the, the reports or anything on Mint on how many like clients they've acquired, like how big are they now, but they must be pretty big. But I'm pretty sure a big chunk of that deal has to do with media. We, we, I mean, we go back to principles, right? And we take, let's take the Rexham example where they took this experience, obviously they purchased, um, they, they, they purchased this team and then they go and they, they create a docu-series where they sell to Hulu, right? Mm-hmm. Which is plugging into a network. We talk about this on the distribution channel, well, they right? they sell to FX. FX, which is inside of the Hulu distribution channel, right? Hulu has a ton of eyeballs, right? It's there for a lot of people to watch. People watch it, they engage, right? Because there's a formula they use for for the docu-series. And then guess what? Hulu also has a very key relationship with ESPN because they're all part of Disney, right? And then guess what? Now, Rexham is playing these cup games that ESPN decides to to put on, on the US market and is the most watched soccer game in history of ESPN+. Plus. That's crazy. So again, how do we thread the needle right through all these I'm relationships? I'm just going to say ESPN Plus 
is the one that streams Barcelona games. <laughs> so <laughs> Rexham has <laughs> better numbers than Barcelona. Hey, it was just one, <laughs> one game, but wow, salty. Uh, all I'm saying is like, what is the thread right through the network? And, and I think this is a topic that is super interesting because on the six phases that we talk about all the time, right after production, we see distribution and the monetization, right? And then uh, what most people think and what most, most companies fail is into that distribution side it doesn't have to be right if we talk in the context of podcasting or social content it doesn't need to be just organic posting like how can we plug your message or how can we plug our message into other distribution channels other newsletters right other podcasting networks other content networks in general right how can we share that message to where i can develop one relationship that has access to many. And I think this at a very, very high level is what Ryan did with Rexham on this case. And now that's leading obviously on the mint side of things. They did something similar on the YouTube side with the ads and the funny formulas that they do to attract all those eyeballs and then cash in the deal. So again, a lot of elements that we can start thinking about. And I would encourage you, how can you take this case study now and apply it to your own company. What are the distribution channels that you're plugging your content into, right? Do you know where to go? So, um, you know, in our in our, in our world, with this is exactly what happened is with content is profit. We were not members of any networks whatsoever. We were an independent podcast, right? And then all of a sudden, we were able to build this amazing relationship with a company called Hotspot. And then turns out that we now have an opportunity to distribute our content inside of their network. And that gave us access to distribution channels that we did not have access before. For example, yesterday we just had an interview with the great John Lee Dumas at Entrepreneurs on Fire at their podcast. And that's a massive podcast. It's way bigger than ours. And that's a great opportunity for us. And then John is going to be coming to our podcast, Content is Profit. It might not be as big as him, but he might be able to inspire and motivate and uh you know, it's some of you that you're listening. Yeah. I'm raising my hand, but I'm also giving a five-minute warning because I have a hard cut off. I'm, but I'm done. I, 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 I want, I'm done. I want to share what says here in the in in the in this article, and I think it's really important. I, I think this paragraph that I'm about to read really illustrates these deals that he's been making. Because one of the patterns is that it's not just him; like he has a partner most of the times, right? So Absolutely. it says. Uh, yes, some, uh, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, they're interviewing him, and he says, yes, it's true, it is very expensive, I need a partner with really deep pockets. And then it says, according to Gary Osh, the, Re the Remington Group saw Reynolds on the vision they have to turn the franchise into a winner. Remington Group president Christopher Brady is leading the bid, the report said, but Reynolds would be the face of the Senator's franchise and play a key role in the decision-making for the future of the club. So, yes, he obviously, I think, strategically, Ryan must be a genius too. I, I'm sure he's just been involved with so many things even before he started his own company that he has so much experience in this. But he is probably not the one that is just putting the capital in there. Just him being involved, right, makes him part yeah. of the deal. But just his involvement, he's literally putting the seal of approval in this project and on that team, and then things are going to explode. We yeah. need to find a way to get Ryan Reynolds' seal of approval on the Content This Profit show. He's like, these guys 
are my favorite Venison brothers. What about the Biz Bros Content Network or the Ooh. Agency Content Network Ooh. or Content Momentum ne- Podcasting Network? Yes, I love it. I think uh, we got a new uh, June 100 target. Ryan, we're coming after you. <laughs> uh, but anyways, again, where where's the bucket, right? We talk about um, your attractive character and your authority, relevancy, and trust. Clearly, Ryan is at the top of that. So how can we replicate that into our companies? With mm-hmm. that, guys, I think that's the episode. Let us know if you enjoy it in our social media channels, Abizroco. And thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and on social media, Abizroco. That is Ryan. If Ryan Reynolds and my brother here help you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode. Send Brian some love and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys.